0: Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the One Year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is August 15th, and our readings come from 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and 10. Beginning in chapter 9, verse 19, Paul says this, Even though I am a free man with no master, I've become a slave to all people to bring many to Christ. When I'm with the Jews, I live like a Jew to bring the Jews to Christ. When I'm with those who follow the Jewish law, I too live under that law. Even though I am not subject to the law, I did this so that I could bring to Christ those who are under the law. When I'm with the Gentiles who do not follow the Jewish law, I too live apart from the law so that I can bring them to Christ, but I do not ignore the law of God. I obey the law of Christ. When I'm with those who are weak, I share in their weakness, for I want to bring the weak to Christ. Yes, I try to find common ground with everyone, do everything I can to save some. I do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessings. Man, I love this passage. And the first thing that really jumps out is that Paul is always trying to find common ground. So when he's with people, he wants to enter into their world, into their experience, to make a connection with them. So he wants to know what's important to them and how do they live and how does he enter into their world and build rapport so that he can share Christ. Man, we want to do the same thing. I mean, I'm real careful when I'm out in public and around people that I don't know. I don't go around telling people I'm a pastor. I just want to be a normal guy and build rapport and make a connection and then talk about Jesus, not begin by sounding spiritually or religiously or morally superior, right? I want to be careful about that. Occasionally when I'm out playing golf with A group of guys, and they find out I'm a pastor, one of the first things they do is they say, well, I'm sorry about the cussing, as if I care about their cussing, or as if when they cuss, I would say, well, please don't cuss in front of me and create separation. I don't want to create separation. I want to come together. Now, I also love that Paul clarifies, although I'm trying to be all things to all men, that never includes any form of immorality. So I'm not going to violate the law of God. I'm not going to violate the law of love. I just want to live in a way that allows me to connect with my audience and lead them to Jesus. And then I also love how Paul just talks about his passion. I'm going to do all that I can to bring people to Jesus. And we can do that too, in addition to our personal witness and our giving and our serving in our working together as a church family, doing all that we can to tell all that we can about Jesus. Now watch what he says next, beginning in verse 24. He says, don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that'll fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I feel that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. I love this idea that Paul says, if we're going to fulfill our mission, we must discipline our life. You cannot live life just kind of waking up every day and seeing what happens if you live that way, you never maximize your impact. You can't reach people for Christ. You don't really make much of a difference. But when you look at your life and try to understand, "Why am I here? What is it that God has called me to do?" and how does that shape the way I live my life? That's so important and that begins with what we're trying to learn in this podcast. I want to begin my day with Jesus and grow in my capacity To live in his presence. I'll never forget when I first met Dr. Bennett, and I had no idea how to do what Paul is describing here. and, And he began teaching me to discipline my life, to get up at a certain time, to go to bed at a certain time, to make choices about my time and energy and what I was investing in. And one of the things that I really had to learn, and this is a big issue, I think, in the American church, our lives are so full. Our schedule is so full and our energy is so depleted and our mind is so full of noise. It's go, 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 go. And because of that, even if we want to add Jesus into our schedule, the truth is there's just no space. And for many of us, our issue isn't whether or not we want to add Jesus. The issue is what are we willing to take out to make room for him. And one of the things that Dr. Bennett began teaching me is how to do that. How to decide what are my top priorities and how do I make sure I give them my best time, my best energy, my best focus? And then with whatever time was left, then I could choose to use that time in a in a kind of trivial manner. And that's okay as long as we're putting the big rocks, the most important thing, the highest priorities in first. So that begins with, I want to connect with Jesus. For years now, years now, I have gotten up almost every day of my life. I mean, very few exceptions. And I begin my day by getting in the Word, worshiping, praying, being in silence, trying desperately to connect with God. And I've just disciplined myself to do this. In fact, today, it's not even a discipline anymore. It's just It's just such a lifestyle, such a habit. I I really feel like I can't live without it. I long for it now. But early on, it was a discipline. Now, this is so important. I didn't do those things for the sake of, of just being disciplined and earning favor with God. The goal isn't discipline. The goal is to be close to Jesus. The discipline simply facilitated the connection. So when you're working to discipline your life, we just need to do it with the goal, the end in mind. I'm doing this to be with Jesus. I'm doing this to strengthen my connection. I'm doing this to grow in my faith. It's all about the relationship. It's not about discipline and routine for the sake of discipline and routine to feel more religious. It's I'm doing these things for the purpose of drawing near to God, it also meant I had to cut some things out. So I, I learned I had to quit watching sports every night on television. You know, I'd stay up and watch NBA. That was back when Michael Jordan was playing, and and I'd watch that until late at night. Well, then I couldn't get up the next morning, right? Or or I had to cut back on some of my hobbies. You know, I used to surf and I played volleyball then and was playing some basketball then and working, of course, going to school and in two or three clubs and trying to serve at church, and I was dating Tina. And the truth is, it was just too much. My schedule was too full, and I had to begin asking the question, what are my top priorities? What do I need to cut out in order to make space for Jesus? I had to learn about the priority of my day. So for me, that meant I needed to give the morning to Jesus because if I got later into the day, the likelihood of me stopping and having space in, in a quiet place to meet with God or just it was highly unlikely. but if I'd get up and do that in the morning, then man that was that was perfect and it allowed me to start my day focused on Jesus, which allowed me to live my day in his presence and then here's a another little idea that Paul touches on here, and that is exercise. And I, you know, I played sports most of my life, but one of the things Dr. Bennett began teaching me is how exercise and my spiritual life were connected. That as I learned to discipline my body, it helped me to discipline my spirit. And if I was careless with my body, chances are I was going to be spiritually careless. So I began exercising consistently. I began being careful about how I ate I began thinking about how my body is a temple of the holy spirit and this discipline of my body is actually a, is is actually really disciplining my will and my flesh and teaching me again about priorities and putting Jesus first and and so all of that discipline really helped me spiritually and the truth is if I'm healthy I may want to serve the lord better because I'm not constantly wrestling with With health issues. And so I would encourage you to begin seeing your physical life as a reflection of your spiritual life. Now, let me close with one little, one last thing. He says in verse 12 of chapter 10, watch this. He says, If you think you are standing strong, be careful not to fall. The temptations in your life are no different than what others experience. And God is faithful. He'll not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. And when you're tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. Oh, I think this is so important. The context is so important. As we discipline our life, if we're not careful, we become proud. Right? We begin to feel secure and like, man, I got this. and I'm doing really good. I'm close to Jesus. And, and it's almost like we're above temptation. And Paul says here, you got to be careful. If you think you're standing firm, then you're in a very vulnerable position. So we got to maintain some humility and a little bit of fear about us that we want to guard our hearts and keep pursuing Jesus and and allow him to lead us into freedom. And then he says, the temptations that you're facing are what everybody faces. You're not unique. You're not special. We all are dealing with those same things. And then he says this, this is important. The temptation that you're experiencing, God's not going to give you more than you can handle. Now, That does not apply to all of our circumstances. God often puts us in circumstances beyond our ability to handle, to teach us dependence. But what Paul is saying here is when you are talking about temptation and holiness, God's not going to tempt us or allow us to be tempted beyond what we can handle. And when we are tempted, he provides means of escape. And I think we can look at our own life when we feel temptation, if we'll pause and look around, usually in that moment, we see a way of escape. And the question is, are we going to wallow in our temptation until it overcomes us and we fall into some kind of sin, or are we going to take the out? So for example, one out is when I'm feeling tempted, I need to talk about it with somebody. I need to bring that issue into the light so that I've got a friend or two around me that's helping me, supporting me, encouraging me so that we can have conversation about what's going on below the surface. Sometimes when when I can't figure out what's beneath the surface, what's the legitimate need that's missing right now in my heart, I might need to go see a, a counselor. Or maybe sometimes I'm about to enter into a situation and the Spirit of God says, you know, I wouldn't go there. I wouldn't put myself in that situation. You're going to be vulnerable if you get in that kind of environment. And so I've I've got to decide in that moment, I'm going to listen to the Holy Spirit and allow Him to protect me, or am I going to push through, ignore His voice, and put myself in a vulnerable position? And so when we are tempted, as we're tuning our ear to the voice of the Spirit, then God offers us an escape, offers us a way out. Let's take it. All right, let me pray for you. Father, I thank you so much for all that we've talked about today, and I pray that you would help us to see the opportunities around us, to share our faith, to connect with people, to build rapport, train us to do that and to do it well. God, help us to discipline our life. Help us to realize how precious our life is and how powerful our life is, that if we'll discipline our life and leverage it for the kingdom, man, we can have a tremendous impact. And God, I pray that you would clothe us in humility, that as we discipline ourselves and as we grow, that we'd never get proud and think, man, I can do this without God. No, we're totally dependent, humble dependence. We're totally dependent upon you. So God, we thank you that you have made a way of escape so that we could live in holiness and victory and power. God, grow us in our faith. Use us to make a difference. And we ask this prayer in Jesus' name We pray. Amen. Thank you so much for being with me again today. I hope this encourages you. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you tomorrow.